has been hit. Wow. We got four dudes this week. Let's go. Hello. Welcome to Shrimp Hours number 81? 81? 81? Yeah. I'm getting hard to count. Uh, hi. Can you all I'm drive through. I'm here. Cody's here. Slab's here. Rusty's here. Well, Cody's in the middle of friggin... Cody's actually almost in Canada. It's kind of based. Um, yeah, when are you coming to when are you coming to visit? Uh, it's just still very far from me. <laughs> Canada's large and it's very horizontal in terms of where things actually are. Um, like ninety percent of people live in like the Ottawa Toronto corridor and Vancouver, and that's like ninety percent of the population right there. Yeah, it's it, who was I telling this to? It's basically like North American Australia, where we're in like five or six cities, and then there's a bunch of nothing in between everything. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah, it's like Australia, but not upside down and cold, and less spiders. Um, uh, I guess we'll open up and talk about the uh, whatever the hell our first segment is called. Can we just start calling it just segment one? Segment one. Uh, football happened. Uh, that was yesterday. Uh, shout out to the Ravens. They're dead. Shout out to the Lions. They're dead. Um, shout out to the NFL. It's dead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I do appreciate just seeing on Twitter everyone collectively agreeing that like it's the least interesting Super Bowl in a very long time. Um, Literally a repeat of one we had not more than four years ago. It's like the exact oh, yeah, same match. The 2020 is the exact same thing. Actual dynasties taking place. And I'm pissed because the Lions... I just want to say, if the NFL actually was rigged, I mean, this is those are like the two least popular teams. <laughs> nah, but they got Taylor now. I'm pissed because the Lions had a massive lead and I was going to win the freaking shrimp bracket challenge and they biffed it and I lost my money. Yeah. I just wanted to if, fling if, if the, the shit Lions, out of it. Lions, if the Lions won out, me and DT were going to split the pot because we Not, ended up tied. Yes, but if the Lions won last night and the four, the the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, which I still think they will, then I would have won on my first try against a bunch of people who think they know shit about football and I don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, CMR ended up taking the pot, so congratulations to him. DT's uh, like that one nerd that gets into the fantasy football uh, pool, just but he's just like out. he's just like a numbers nerd. He doesn't watch <laughs> football at all, so he's just like obsessed with like the predictions, and everything, and he just dude. It, it was entirely me looking at these teams and being like, "Yeah, I like this one. I think this one's gonna win." <laughs> and it ended up. Uh, I've heard of this team before, working out pretty well. Then. Yeah, yeah, it was DMR and DT, like the two dudes in Shrimpage that know the least about football. Admittedly, like they're the <laughs> ones that went the furthest in the bracket. Something to be said football about playoff football. Football is fake. It's not real. <laughs> Rust, are you back on the Rest. soup? Hold on, I just realized you got the no, big mug. Is, yeah, this is just coffee. We oh, uh, okay. Coffee. <laughs> We've been falling off the uh, the diet pretty hard the last two weeks. These things happen. Um, we'll okay, we'll get back get, to that I later. I had a shot. Okay, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, the the Rolex twenty four hours of Daytona was also this weekend. Um, they biffed it and it actually only went 23 hours and 58 and a half minutes or something. Uh, uh, what? Imsa. We, oh, dude, you weren't there for that? <laughs> yeah, that came they out biffed it. today. They, they put the checkered the flag out too early. Um, oh, and I don't, too early. What? I don't think NBC caught it. I was listening to, to Radio Le Mans, which is just a way better broadcast. Um, 
And they, uh, at the start of the last lap, were like, oh, for some reason, they're saying this is the last lap. Like, I don't know what's going on. But on NBC, it literally said two laps to go, and then they crossed the line. And I was like, checkered, woo, race is over. <laughs> and uh, so the I'm sure so the broadcast knew it was right, but the race control fucked it, apparently. Uh, is that what well, happened? Yeah, whoever, whoever was in charge of telling the dude to wave the checkered flag, I guess was just going by control. his watch and was like, oh, it's 1.40 p.m. The race started at 1.40 p.m. But, like, the day before, obviously, 1.40 p.m. was when it was supposed to start, but they did a few pace laps first, and that's when the clock started. Uh, so someone... Someone fucked it. Was uh, it the lead close, or...? No, it didn't make a difference, luckily. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um... It's but not yeah. the flagman's fault because he he obviously doesn't have a clock in front of him. He's just going by what race control tells him to do. So yeah, dude, it's yeah. Uh, isn't, a... isn't there like a a group of dudes who have to talk to each other and agree, or is it literally like one guy makes the call? On the um, well, it should be a group of dudes. Tower. Well, for twenty four hours, you gotta think there's got to be like a team of six or eight dudes up there. There was a like thing a committee, in the, yeah, in the Canadian Grand Prix. I think probably like five or six years ago. When they had uh, Winnie Harlow, the like model, wave the checkered flag, and whoever told her to do it made her do it like a lap early, uh, and I don't think it actually made a difference, but she just got like death threats on Instagram from <laughs> mad F one fans when like it was just the the timing guy who was like, hey, wave the flag. <laughs> Obviously, it's not her decision. I, anyway. I just want to say it. It took us like thirty years, but the scoring error is finally back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it didn't make a difference. There was kind there, of a close... There like GT... One of the GT classes, wasn't it? Could it have made a difference? Not really. Like, they were kind of close, but not like... Not like imminent passing close. Same with the battle for the lead. It was like the Cadillac, the 31 was catching... Uh, uh, the number 7 Porsche and like kind of keeping up with it and then hit some traffic and there wasn't really a battle for the lead. Um, and it was a pretty similar thing across the GT classes. Uh, so it's funny you uh Toronto boy Daniel uh, Morad won GTD. Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're good. Uh just a little piece of news in my uh neck of the woods that came out recently that in might Wisconsin? be a precursor. Uh dirt racing. That just might be uh, a precursor for how like more things in motorsports in general are done going forward. Uh starting this year, I guess Lincoln Speedway in Pennsylvania, it's like a big sprint car track. They are switching to a electronic flagman. No more flagman. They're literally just gonna have a light up like by the flag stand that like signifies green, yellow, red, checkered. Yeah, and people are very mixed on social media about it because I mean I see both sides. Our jobs. It's it's <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's kind of putting a single dude in a dangerous position. I mean, yeah, literally it could be done with the computer, just the act of like waving a fucking flag. Yeah, it's just an At the same time, panel. it's like it's but at the same time, it's like a time-honored tradition, like part of racing. Yeah. Like the flagman's one of the most important people on the track. And you go, especially at like local and short dirt tracks, look in the stands. Whenever the dude's waving the flag or the checkered flag, there's like a bunch of kids like waving a bunch of flags. Like yeah. the flagman, I like gets a lot of kids into racing, like weirdly enough, like from what I can see. Yeah, when, yeah, I, was, when I was a little kind kid, of... I, thought, I thought we literally couldn't start like racing at Greenville Pickens until the flagman showed up. <laughs> So I just I just thought the racing wouldn't start until like seven o'clock because Flagman was lazy or whatever. He didn't want to show up until like late. <laughs> that's yeah, that's interesting. I don't 
I, I, I guess the flags are colorful and you get to wave them around and everybody's looking at you. And they were like, when I was a kid, I'd like, I wanted to be the flag man. I didn't want to be a driver because those guys got to risk their lives. But as a flag man, I just got to you know, wave pretty colors around. I'm trying to think from the perspective of, of Lincoln Speedway, do they just not want to pay the dude to be there? Well, I think it's I a state like it wouldn't be like those sprint cars, like a sprint car goes flying, dude, those things get up there. It's probably yeah a bunch of different reasons yeah safety yeah. finances just trying trying something new just trying to like pave the way in some sort of new technology. Hey, we're fucking talking about Lincoln Speedway. I didn't even that's know that true. track existed. That is true. <laughs> there you go. And yeah, that's right. just that flagman thing, the flagman fiasco, and the IMSA race kind of seemed like an interesting segue. So it's like yeah, yeah with air yeah. with airs like that happening now, it's like I wonder if they'll ever switch to that something like that going forward in the future. Yeah, F one still does it, but only really as like a, uh, like it's a like a formality. Thing. Yeah, exactly. Like it's like, oh, we'll have a dude wave the flag. Like they already know the race is going to be, like is gonna be over. Day where a dude like physically goes out there, like onto the track where cars are whizzing by. To oh wave yeah, the like flag. on the the racing surface. The Indy five hundred when he's like he's like on the pit wall waving the fucking flag as they're going. Or, green. Dude, there were old F1 things at Monza. Like, back when the pits used to just be the side of the racetrack, they'd have the flagman just walk. And he would be, like, almost in the middle of the track just waving the checkered flag, hoping he doesn't get creamed. And he did. Yeah, the, first, so the running of the first Daytona 500, they had, like, photographers, like, all over the infield. Just, like, standing, <laughs> yeah. like, in the, yeah. in the infield grass and shit. Like, dude, people didn't give a fuck back then. <laughs> Chili Bowl still does that to this day. The flagman kind of steps out onto the track. He's like, all right, checkered flag. There was a time last year where he got, like, clipped by one of the cars that was spinning. He went to the Jesus hospital. Christ. Got, oh he got, like, his ankle taped up, but he, like, he was back, like, two hours later, like, walking and <laughs> was fine. He's, it just, like, tweaked his ankle a little bit. That was basically maybe, it. Maybe there's a reason the flagman doesn't stand on the track anymore. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised uh, those midget car races, like, they... The fucking like track workers and everything, they're like behind like the, the half a barrier and like just some well wishes. They treat those things like they're <laughs> go karts, like, oh, they can't do any damage. They're like, no, oh, no, those things get up there, man. I don't understand yeah. like why they, they treat them like they're, yeah, freaking go karts or like lawnmower races. They don't have any barriers in the way. They're just kind of like standing there right next to the track and shit. Sorry. Hey, you could not pay me enough. <laughs> Gotta be behind some kind of wall. Um, oh, the other thing I want to talk about, we, uh, something we talked about two weeks ago and we said we'd give an update on, but then forgot because we were busy playing Fall Guys. <laughs> we were talking about The Clash, uh, and two weeks ago, uh, I guess The Clash didn't originally intend to sell tickets for the Saturday, uh, events, mm -hmm. which was kind of insane, but then luckily, uh, they were clever and saw the social media backlash and they're like, yeah, okay, just show up and watch some friggin' it's practice free. in the heat races. Um, and that's I forgot. I forgot. this coming weekend. Yeah. yeah. I think it was Slap. I saw on like one of the group chats had like the best rant or it was even maybe like on like his tweets. It's like, this is literally the point of NASCAR, like racing. You sell to, <laughs> yeah. to have people come to, to have people come watch your race. And you're just I saw not the podcast that anymore. Uh, yes. Yeah, okay. Okay. Like that, that's your entire business models, renting out racetracks, <laughs> yeah. putting on races and having people pay to come watch the races. And you're not doing the part that makes you money. It is that's all about the TV contracts now. <laughs> It is cool that they're doing it for free because I, I love a free NASCAR race. They have one in Toronto every year. I'm a huge fan. 
just because it brings out a lot of like families who don't want to commit hundreds of dollars to bring their kids out to this event and then like if the kid gets tired they're stuck there like it seems like a nice event where people can just show up enjoy it like they have um mexico practice and cup practice in the morning and then there's the the cup heats uh in in the afternoon which i think is oh they perfect, got brad keselowski and people michael are racing. they got brad keselowski and michael waltrip on the call for the mexico race they I ain't getting a single that. one of those names pronounced right bro <laughs> <laughs> i saw that tweet dude it's it's not gonna be good um yeah. We all know they're both fluent in Spanish. What are you talking about? That'll be interesting. Like, why did they get Daniel Suarez on the call? Like, because he's, he's racing. He's in the race. Oh, he's in the Mexico race. Yeah. Oh yeah. Badass. Okay. <laughs> he's making his return to the series, and they're racing on uh, the Sunday morning before the Cup Series clash. Hmm. I know it hasn't been officially confirmed as to why NASCAR like made that stupid Saturday decision they wanted to do with the whole ticket thing. I, I think yeah. you guys kind of touched on it on the last episode. Yeah, yeah, it was probably because like they didn't want to have to pay security, the concession people, like just all the people to keep the facility open for uh, selling what they probably thought was not going to be that many amount of tickets. And yeah, that... now because of the backlash, now they have to hire all those people anyway to have fans come in and they're not even making any money with any tickets anyway. So they're trying to save money probably to start with, and now they're just losing a shitload more because of their stupid decision that they made and having yeah. to, like, handle the backlash. I'm wondering if NASCAR itself stepped in and was like, hey, fuckers, we'll cover for this thing. Just get people into the track, you know? And it was the actual, like, event organizers themselves who, like, originally had that first stupid idea. I don't know. I don't know. That's all speculation. Either way, it'll be cool. Watch it this weekend. Uh, if you're in L.A. Or on television. In other, in other news, they need to bring back... Uh, practice and qualifying all that shit. <laughs> yeah. just like yeah. in all the races like I, I i know nascar doesn't want to hear this but stop being afraid of your fucking product we want to watch the racing you fucking morons isn't there still Is no practice for the the daytona race like literally the daytona the races this year i don't think there's going to be any practice i think there'll be practice at iowa because there's a new track <laughs> wow 200 mile 200 miles an hour, first race of the season, all new parts, all new cars. Let's just let them rip. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah, There's no first, practice. First laps turn to the track are fucking qualifying, and then you just go raw right into the uh, qualifying races. Yeah, and instead of, a... instead of like letting Trackhouse put Shane Van Gisbergen in a car for it, they're like, actually, you're not allowed to practice, therefore you have to go find an ARCA team that's willing <laughs> to put him in a car to do that other race first. <laughs> I'm sure the teams find that annoying as hell, right? It's also yeah, it's, 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 doing the ARCA race and then turning around doing the Xfinity race right after because they yeah. said that's that's enough seat time. You did one race like a few hours ago. Or, that's or good just enough. let them practice. I don't know. It doesn't oh, yeah. seem that crazy. You guys know that YouTuber uh, LE Productions? It's like yeah. a yeah. kind of smaller channel, but getting pretty popular, like lots of really good videos. I forgot which video it was. I was watching one of those recently, and they had a great comment talking about how some old school like race decades ago about how they're broadcasting practice and qualifying it's like yeah surely that'll never change at any point in the future <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say though uh cup series qualifying now is probably boring as all hell because the cars go so slow and it'll it'll sure, just never be as cool as as like the ryan newman clips when they were actually like 
just ripping it on the edge, digging all the time. Now it's just like, what flat <laughs> before? Um, well, at least when they you did like two lap qualifying at the plate tracks, it was kind of interesting because they would go on the outside next to the wall on their like the first lap just so they can wind the motor up. And yeah. there was actually like a little bit of strategy, like where do you come down to the bottom line? Like, like do you it's like wait until into you the trial? You know, or do you do it in turn four, try to get that big run down the hill and try to make up your time there and then go down to the bottom line. So that was always kind of funny, like Talladega and Daytona to just say like some guys would try to make it down in the trioval, like at the last second. Other guys would do it alpha turn four just so they could go all the way down the banking and try to make up speed that way. That's one and of those things you, that... Uh... And then you had the uh, like go or go home guys that would like literally like pull all the parts and pieces that were meant to make the car last for 500 miles. And it was like, we just need one good lap, <laughs> like take all the belts off of it. Like all the fans disconnect them, anything that could leach away horsepower, put the thinnest motor oil you can in there and fucking let it rip. And they would always be like top five, top 10. It would be like a gaggle of them like up at the top. Cause that car was a car built to go two laps at speed and that was it <laughs> and it makes the race and the motor detonates on lap 12 because they don't put the stuff yeah they would do they would do like five laps <laughs> out there and they have to make a green flag pitch stop to like put all the parts and pieces and shit back in there <laughs> the uh in terms of coming down the banking and winding up at the top that's something i racers know so well because everyone has the exact same equipment and every nerd wants to qualify on pole at talladega <laughs> So y'all know the meta of like running your first lap at the top and then bringing it down the banking. Um, I do have one more thing to touch on on Twitter this week. I'd like to give a quick shout out to Jenna Fryer for just being a fucking animal. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, Cody. Um, but some bits and pieces. I wasn't too <laughs> caught up on it. Before the green flag of the uh, the Rolex race, Jenna Fryer just dropped a tweet of like fucking. Devlin DeFrancesco's puppy got run over in the motorhome lot. Hashtag Rolex 24. <laughs> like, just send tweet and just threw it out there. And everyone's like, dude, what the fuck? And then she like doubled, tripled, and quadrupled down, being like, oh, you know, he talked to me, but like there's a reason I'm 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 putting this out there. Like when you hear the whole story, you'll know why this is news. And then the next day she was like, Oh yeah, uh Chip Ganassi ran over his dog. And everyone's like and, th and that's okay. I'm no longer going to be discussing this. Yeah, like that's <laughs> the end of the story. <laughs> what? 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 Fucking. That was bizarre. like the that was to like the major that. like breaking like. Yeah. <clears throat> I, oh, I I don't even think she would get as much backlash if she wrote like, "Hey, I just talked to Devlin D. Francesco. You know, this horrible thing happened." It was just like, "Nah, dog dead, motorhome, send tweet." Uh, and don't then the worry, guy guys, who will uh, be a big story later. The guy who started in Devlin's car in the Lamborghini wrecked it on like lap five. So shut up. <laughs> I think they got back going eventually. Um, was that the that clip was... of the, that Bozzy, uh, the crew guy who's like pretty popular on social media, like throwing his hands up that I saw like getting that like, going viral? That was one of the first incidents when an LMP2 was just a goofball and they spun it in front of the GT leader, which is that Hell Lexus yeah. that Bozzy works for, and just took him out oh. of the race. Oh, uh, it was brutal there was one dude uh in the 33 car who like last year he drove an lmp3 which was like the dentist class that everyone was memeing on um this year they have like enough top level cars that the dentists aren't allowed in the, the full-on rolex race which is how it used to be and how it should be 
Um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not aware of the dentist meta. <laughs> it's 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 this uh, like L LMP three was like just a bunch of like spec. It's just uh, rich prototypes. dudes. Ferrari just, like, challenge drivers. Yeah, yeah, people who like are like, oh, I want to be a race car driver and just buy their way into the series. Well, one of them had so much money <laughs> that he bought his way into an LMP two so he could still race this year in like an even faster class. Uh, and I don't know how this team dynamic works because the other three drivers on his team are all like incredible in their own suit. And then there's this, I looked it up because this guy caused three cautions and in the middle of the race, I'm like, who the fuck is this dude? He's an oncologist. <laughs> it's an actual doctor who bought his way into this LMP2 car and just kept self-spinning and just binning the car. And he kept causing full course yellows, which in IMSA is like 15 goddamn minutes of pacing because they have to get all the classes in order and then pit them one at a time so it doesn't get all jumbled up. Uh, pit all those fuckers all at the same time. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they literally can't fit because they have more than they have like sixty cards. You cannot pit that's, sixty that's cards not my at the same problem. time. All right. <laughs> they need to open up a, a right side pit lane at Daytona too, and just have a bunch of teams pit on the other side. Yeah, and like a no goofy short track. Them, and if they get fucked, they get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just like the IMSA and Darlington back in the day before they had a pit wall, you just park right there on the fucking racetrack. <laughs> if they die, they die. <laughs> I, I can't believe like even Lamar used to be like that in F one like way back in the day. It was just there was no pit lane. It was just like oh there's dudes they're just here next to the track and you just stop like on the side of the track and just get out of the car. <laughs> we need to bring back the tradition for these endurance races, like they fire a gun and they all have to run to the cars yeah. and strap in and fire it up and all take off at once. Yeah, like, the who's got the fastest start? leg speed. Yeah, who's got the fastest leg speed to get that early? And they had to stop doing that because guys just wouldn't buckle in, and they would try to yep. like buckle in while they were racing and shit. Yeah, because it was literally faster to just get in the car and go immediately, so the <laughs> seatbelts would just not be on for the first few laps, uh, which understandably is imagine going down the Molson straight, just hitting like 170 miles an hour, trying to fiddle with your fucking seatbelt. There are some modern events that do it still like in an homage but they'll have like one guy already be strapped in in the car and then like another guy like another driver on the team has to run across the track and like tap the hood and then the guy tap the car it's like a relay race they gotta tag the car yeah. and hand off the baton kind of cool I have to pass a baton through the window get yeah. Usain Bolt teach him how to drive a race car and get him to do it <laughs> just so he can do like a one hour stint in the middle of the night yeah and, yeah. and just be considered a driver it's a pure diva stint. Um, I do want to roll into the media check-in by talking about the Netflix NASCAR series that is coming out at midnight tonight. So by the time you're watching this, it's already out. Mm. Uh, I forget what it's called. <laughs> Probably should have. Full, yeah. full, full speed. speed. That's pretty full, dumb. Full speed. <laughs> I mean, all of the Netflix uh, sports series have pretty dumb names, but like... I'm gonna suck Drive some to Netflix. Survive's pretty sick. I'm gonna suck some Netflix dick here for a second because I I last night started watching the uh, the World Cup one that they did. Um, I watched two episodes of that. Fucking phenomenal for a sport that you don't know everything about and you're just trying to like get into the storylines. God, they're good. 
like really good. There's a reason they've done it for like every sport ever, and all the sports love it because more people get into the sports from watching the Netflix shows. But I know I'm gonna break one of my own rules about complaining about things that haven't happened yet. <laughs> but I I know there's gonna be some morons on NASCAR Twitter. There's gonna be some kids being like, I've I've already seen it. I've already seen it. They put out the trailer, and kids were like, that was a shot from 2016 Netflix. You think you're so slick? It's like. Let them tell the fucking story. If you know everything about NASCAR, you're not the target audience. It's not you. I don't know. And I, there's already people who are, who are sort of understandably scared of, like, casual fans rolling in just because they watch the NASCAR Netflix show, which, like, that's not a bad thing at all. I, I see I, both sides. I see I mean, so I much I get it's targeted to a more casual audience, but at the same time, you got zillions of cameras at every NASCAR race. We can't get B-roll footage from like this fucking year if like we're like making a season about this year. Like it's, even it's really Fox that hard. promoting the Daytona 500 can't even get relevant footage. Like, next year. like yeah. I can get them fucking B-roll. I can get a B-roll from this fucking year. Like, well, no, send it's, me a it's, check for like. It's about telling like the, the actual stories of the drivers and sitting them down and getting them lubed up to like lay it all out there, like they do in a. Uh, in the F1 show, even if it has to be awkward when you like make them play soccer with their kids and then have their kid ask them how what they think about the Daytona 500, because <laughs> that's gonna happen. <laughs> but it makes for good goddamn television. We'll I see. saw that clip. I saw that clip where uh, like Kyle and Caitlin Larson were just like walking around like outside somewhere and just like yeah, it was like you could tell it was like a forced conversation. Like the director was like forced. Oh, was this? There's a lot. I'm just like, used to it and drive to survive. Because yeah. it's <laughs> literally, they. I remember it just makes me think of the like Gunther Steiner having dinner with his wife and his kids, and his kid <laughs> is like, "Daddy, what do you think about Max Verstappen?" <laughs> like, okay, shut up. <laughs> but there's something like that. They they do such a good job of of. Of telling the stories though which like you can only do so much in a live broadcast about um sort of the storylines of of how someone got to a specific place uh, and i think it shows a lot of the personality everyone always talks about how nascar drivers have no personality no one's seeing the personality i think this will be huge for that um i just think people need to stop drinking the haterade for no reason um I just want one NASCAR driver to just pull a fucking Caleb Hoffman just tell somebody to go kill themselves. <laughs> I don't know if you do. Your life serves no purpose. You should kill yourself now. Jesus Christ. I'd love to get through a week of this show without someone saying the KYS, but I guess we can't do that nowadays. No, we um, have the uh, low-tier God button. You're just going to hear it all the time. The, I have removed Slap's ability to push soundboard buttons in this yeah. Discord and in the other Discord too. Because yeah, we're watching football. It might have been a little bit drunk and just started hitting the. He just, he's like a kid. He just can't help himself. He just starts hitting buttons. God, that's that's, that's my TikTok-addled Zoomer brain coming out. 
Jesus. Just itches it, scratch in my lizard brain helps me uh, <laughs> <laughs> helps me just feel good. I get that hit of I get that fucking hit of dopamine, you know? Yeah, well, whatever slap it makes you want to hit the the pipe. The pipe is the absolute worst. <laughs> that's why. That's why he wants to hit it. That's, it's so that's loud. why everybody fucking hates it, but <laughs> yeah, that's because of the reaction. Yeah, look at the reaction it gets. There's like play. 12 of us <laughs> watching the lion asking who wants a fast <laughs> countdown because I know everybody fucking hates God. that shit. Dude, it's like it's a tie game to go to the Super Bowl and Slap's just going. Dude, and we have we have, I would say, probably two hundred soundboard buttons. We we have an immense array of things. But Slap has five of them favorited, and he always goes one, two, three, four, five. And they're never like clever or funny. It's just just boom, and everyone's like slap, what the fuck? Listen. You, I'm I'm too base to hate me for it. Look, listen. It is. It's not as bad as that time that uh, Gary Owen had the pipe set as his global join sound. So when they dragged him into the core booth, they just got a <laughs> load of pipe on the broadcast. <laughs> like at least that's not, pretty funny. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I just can imagine how pissed they got. <laughs> Dude, Jake, Jake, Jacob, Jacob immediately. Yeah. Just, what the fuck was that? Dude, I'm glad people are starting to catch on in this meta. Gabe was talking about the other day how much of a hater Jacob is on every core broadcast, just out of nowhere for nothing. Like we were running at Chicagoland last week, and he was like, "Oh, uh, and drive throughs let a lap," even though he hasn't won a core race in six years. <laughs> like, dude, I'm just, I'm just trying to just trying to survive it. out here. I love it. He did the same thing with well, uh, with Gabe Wood. They went oh, on board and they're like, I don't know if this is uh, Gabe Wood or Robert Dorman, but we're not usually on board with either of them anyway. He's <laughs> <laughs> just a hater, and I love it, but except when it's about me. Um, that being said, do we have any media to check in on this week? Not media, but I found an interesting diecast at Walmart today. It was a one of my favorite recent paint schemes of recent memory and a quite a controversial character nowadays, so Rusty might be. <laughs> mm. So I, I saw a tweet. I think Harris Lou retweeted himself from like a couple of years ago where he put up a tweet saying like you don't see companies making logos specifically for race cars nowadays, but that is the one exception I can think of on that Wendy's car when she actually has like a race helmet on, uh, even though the yeah. normal Wendy's logo doesn't. It's like an old school one. It's cool. It's a sick car. Giant burger on the hood. Like the number big, of placements big actually. Big burger, dude. Big burger fan. Dude, I was yep. thinking of actually dropping money on the, the Baconator one with the two strips from uh, the Chicago Street Course. Mm, I now yeah. think that is top five paint scheme like ever. It is so good. You're so insane. good. <laughs> You're insane. I'd buy it for the meme just because he put that into the same wall four times in one race, which is genuinely it's impressive. True. And it is clear. Yeah. That, as many strips that's of not bacon as there was cautions. <laughs> did you guys um, see? Uh, did you guys talk about it? Uh, I know. I know we have like a reoccurring segment where you like to clown on uh, like Stuart Haas racing for them trying to like rebrand and. <laughs> did you Did you see that video where they got like all like 150 some employees into like a like a conference room or like a big like theater room and Tony came on the mic. He's like, 
Yeah, I basically like no. We're basically at the bottom right now. We're not at the top. Looking down, we're at the bottom. Looking up, like I, like I, <laughs> I didn't see I that. That's hilarious, that. though. It, it was like a little like once again they're trying to like motivate the employees. Like, hey, like I know we're we kind of we kind of got an uphill climb now. Like our Hall of Famers retired. Like we got a bunch of young kind of unproven guys and and yet they tried questionable to big equipment now. <laughs> They tried to be all friggin' this... oh, we we have lots of history and grit and whatever the hell else. All of this, and then this they, and then they're like, I suppose if it's... here's here's Noah Gregson's paint scheme, guys. It's just a gray car with some Rush logos on it. <laughs> Dude, I, I know we're not, like right a, we're, not, we're not doing like a we're not doing a dripper drown segment, but I put a tweet about this the other week. How like this is one of the best social oh media graphics God. of all. Yeah, like this is a is sick. sick social yeah. graphic yeah. for just a sad excuse of a paint scheme. Like what a turd. God, this thing sucks. NH is my favorite driver. Oh. I get that. I get that whole having the text behind the dude thing. But can we at least see a little bit of the O in the A? You can. No. It's at the bottom of his helmet. You just have to look. Oh my just not around geez. his eyes. Ten out of ten graphic, Cody. That's Quit a sick hating. graphic. Uh, also, no, make the Noah just a little bit bigger, so you can see like the outside of the nah. too. That's, that's the only thing I'd change. It is a sick also, graphic. That's my uh, one critique. Something that I've noticed: Stuart Haas, for some reason, has. I don't think Ford knows what Ford's doing with the Mustang front end. They've <laughs> randomly, they've randomly brightened these plastic parts, um, on some of the cars, but not all of the cars. So all of the Stuart Haas renders have it, um, including the Xfinity series, even though they aren't like that on the reveal car, but then they were on that later. And now they've seemingly, as they wrap the cars, gone back to just having a black girl. So I'll, you'll probably see a tweet about that. I just don't know what the fuck they're doing. And they don't know what they're doing either. But that's just me. I have beef with uh, Ford's inability to be consistent with their... Uh, I don't like how DT models. will hyper-fixate over stuff the rest of us just don't give a shit about or even notice. It's the Cup Series, bro! Come on! Come yeah. on! You're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on this new dark horse, and they can't even get it right. I'm with yeah. DT on this one. Yeah, I'm with yeah, DT. This is like... I know this is kind of graphic design nerd stuff, but yeah, it's like one of those things where once you see it, you can't unsee it. It's the same when people like when I when I I'm like, oh, this paint scheme looks like shit. This logo's tiny. This branding doesn't work. And someone's <laughs> like, what do you care? It's like, whatever, man. It's like, dude, you're if 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 you're a company and you're putting hundreds of thousands of dollars into sponsoring a race car, you want to get the best possible branding and and shit yeah. out there i just i uh, would issue the caleb hoffman death threat if they fucked that up like, yeah, yeah. What, was that, what was that tyler reddick one from a few years ago when he was still in the uh the eight car they had like it was lenovo i think and it's oh, like, just said lenovo, lenovo. lenovo. <laughs> it, like had like three like tiny logos just kind of scattered around the side like where you couldn't read any of them like from like further than 10 feet away yeah I gotta say, yeah. uh, I'm interrupting this whole conversation by saying I just noticed I have like five drinks right here, and I'm like blacked out on caffeine, and I have no idea what I'm doing with my life right now. I got a Mountain Dew, a coffee, and a fucking water. I, I, I am, I am sorry. I am sorry. I had to like let the world know. I, I, we're in. So, so I don't even know. Keep, all right, keep it moving. Keep it moving. What happened? It, it, it is 9 p.m. Central Time. Just out of nowhere. I got I'm like tons I, of I, drinks. I, I, I'm telling you, I can feel it. I can feel it. 
Like this is this is a problem. My right. brother Christ, those are heart palpitations. <laughs> oh, bottles of caffeine. So, uh, speaking of which, uh, we learned with Cody the other week that they have that friggin' uh, the what they put on the Tyler Reddit card, the Beast Unleashed, like Monster Energy with alcohol, uh. doesn't actually have any caffeine in it. It's not. It's not yeah, an energy are, drink. Uh, it's it, no it just tastes no like it. Yeah, I was disappointed. I What's wanted a monster, just a straight up monster with vodka in it. And I thought it was like, some four oh, loco shit. An, you read the fine print on the uh, the back of the can. They have this kind of cute, like little background thing. But it's like, oh, we wanted an alcoholic drink that tastes like monster without like all like the like energy and shit. It's like, what's the point of monster energy if you're gonna take yeah, the energy yes. out? Yeah. Of all the shit the FDA is gonna pull, allow on the shelf, come on, like uh, g- get us the caffeine from the monster into this drink. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when everybody like collectively shit their pants about ten years ago about four loco? Like always oh, got caffeine in it and they're marketing it to kids. <laughs> they were like, based. no, they never did that. They it's were like marketing to kids. Just because they have a I colorful the, can, oh, like the pretty colors and stuff. Yeah, yeah exactly. You do, yeah, I hate That's that whole thing. It it's like, oh, it's fruity, so it's marketed to children. It's like, ah, uh, there's adults that like fruit flavors too. Like, hate to break it to you. Like, it's, you haven't got as much alcohol in it as four beers. Like, yeah, so does an equivalent amount of fucking wine. It's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but what were you saying, Rusty? Nothing, nothing. Keep it moving. Okay. <laughs> Rusty is like Rusty has like gone from like the caffeine jitters to like full caffeine schizo brain. <laughs> there, there's the title right there. There's the podcast title. Full caffeine schizo brain. I don't know schizo how to spell <laughs> This is what eating regular food does to a motherfucker. Yeah. After he, so, after he got past the bone broth. So speaking of which, Slap, I heard that you tried the uh, the, yeah, I, <laughs> the I, bone I, broth. I lasted maneuver. all of 36 hours without <laughs> solid food. He gave in. He gave in to the voices to eat solid dude, food. I, 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 could, I could not do Ramadan, dude. That is just not happening. <laughs> oh, come on. It's so easy. It's so easy. No, no. I think you need to cue the Animal Planet music by now. I think we're getting into that territory. Oh, yeah, (laughs) There we go. You did say we were going to do this during Animal Planet. (laughs) There we go. Let's get us back on track. We're so back. You didn't listen to Rusty. Rusty's advice was just to rip waters. Whenever you get hungry, you just got to rip waters. waters. But dude, I had to eat some <laughs> solid food. I had to chew something. Tell me, tell me about what was going through your mind, or even that little pit in your stomach. That like, what what made you go back to food? Like, t- talk me through like the narrative in your head. Because once you start hyper fixating on it, you're fucked. Before that, I just want to specify. Stomach? You mean hunger? I just want to yeah. specify to the audience. Rusty went on like a. F- a five-day trip of not eating solid food and instead drinking water and bone broth. I would like the world to know I had never felt better. My energy was just cruising. My mind was more positive than ever. And drive through Eddie. I'll just throw a slap and Cody in there. They were hating on me the whole time. I would. Ju- I was just I like. I, never, I was just like. I have never felt better. Like I. I my was life never is perfect. Hating. And they were what like, "Shut, Rusty, shut up!" Like, fuck it. Like, That's <laughs> the caffeine schizo brain talking. Code. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, listen to him. don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. I'm telling it you. It is on the record. Literally, 
It's on the recorded podcast, or the only thing I said about Rusty is, hey, you're looking really good. You're looking trim. You're looking and the okay, only th- just... the only thing so... I said was like, hey, you know, you have time. Like, it's a, it's an interesting experiment to try out. No, no, no. He was full on hater mode for like a week. He's like, oh, there's just Rusty. Rusty's so stupid. Ro- like, Rusty, like, Rusty, he shut up. He never said that. You're being gaslit. I'm going to say something negative now. Don't don't go on the bone broth diet. You'll go schizo brain. You'll think the whole no, world's against no, you. No, no, If you want to no, be like like this no, man right no, here, no, stop no, eating food. No, 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 no. The reason I'm going crazy <laughs> is because I'm back on like the, 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 the normal approved diet because I'm going back to food. I'm, I've got sugar in my system. Got and sugar, dude, I'm telling you, I have been the worst human being tell. for two. I've been the. Oh, oh my God. All right, whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's so Jover. It's I'm, never been more Jover than it is. I'm right never now. eating food again. I am going, <laughs> I'm becoming. I'm going to the mountains. <laughs> Rusty. I, I, there was one thing I am curious as much as we we're clowning. Uh, during five days of having not solid food, what does one's number two look like? Oh, dude. Do you want to know? You want you you really That's want to know? That's a good I mean, question. You, you, you can spare the details, but you can still like try to explain it without like getting it super into details. Uh, let's just <laughs> say after three or four days, you probably don't want to fart. Oh, God. Oh, I hope no one's eating while listening to this fucking <laughs> show. God. Less the right, point so... of the diet is you don't eat. <laughs> but... yeah, that's true. Let's go back to uh <laughs> to slaps experience because that's what Rusty was asking about. What? What was it like when you're just really ready to give in? After like 24 hours, they're they're like they're they're asking him a question like what like what was it like after 24 hours? It was like 30 hours, like a day and a half, and then I was just like, man, I got some chicken I could cook up, and it would taste really fucking good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a little yeah. bit of Montreal steak season, a little bit of olive oil, you know, fry that bitch up in the frying pan. Hell yeah. Was it good? Russell's all wound up. I just wanted like two stuff. I just wanted to be a fucking carnivore and just fucking mm. tear into some meat. Mm. Was it better after not having it. eaten for a, a day and a half? It was instant regret. Instant regret. <laughs> yes. Yes. Damn. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was just like, man, I just, like it's it's like, uh, have you guys ever watched uh, Super Size Me where the dude ate nothing but McDonald's yeah. for 30 days? And then, like after the first week, he's just like, "Man, I need my hit. I gotta go to McDonald's, and like I gotta, <laughs> like I like get my, I gotta get my fix." And so he would like eat, and it was like instantly feel sad about it. He's like, "Fucking hate this shit." And then like a few hours would go by. He's like, "I gotta have my fix, man. I gotta go back. I gotta have more McDonald's." And then he'd take his first bite and be like, "Fuck, dude. Fucking hate my life. I hate this shit." It's like it's like it's like that. It's like I, it was like I was a junkie getting back on the sauce, and I was just like. Man, but the I sauce just, was food. Yeah, the sauce was food. Dude, I'm telling you, it ruins your life. The last two weeks, look at me. Look at me. I got a, I got a 12 pack of Like It's ruined my life. It's, it's literally ruined my life. The desk right next to the desk. Dude, from ripping waters to ripping Mountain Dews, and now he's just done. The 12 pack Shit. at the desk might be a dead giveaway. Dude, I love oh, some no. Mountain Dew. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, had a as soon as you go back to eating food, you just have instant regret. You're like, fuck. I was going to say earlier, I think Rusty's all hopped up right now because he's realizing that our darkness retreat is 
dead. Dude, oh, I, yeah. had, I had it circled. I had Aaron Rodgers' personal room booked. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Sadness. Do we have um, any more uh, Animal Planet to roll through here? There's more Cody, front yard goats today. Cody, how have you been in the... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the snowmobile world. Yeah. Uh, pretty interesting, huh? Last weekend was up in Wisconsin at Eagle River, so that was a little bit more closer home. We actually had snow up there. And then this weekend, uh, we are in... Where the fuck was I? Traverse City, Michigan. They built this little temporary track out of... Uh, basically what was like the parking lot in a mire like it's like the field <laughs> like, a mire. Mire. <laughs> like, great. like there's some sort of like there's some sort of like partnership with like the two companies i guess like where they like allowed them to do it on the property but Is that yeah Williamsburg? Like they spent... yes yes the williamsburg it's like just outside of traverse city and uh yeah so to build these snowmobile tracks they basically form up the shape of the track and they spent like the months leading up to a PBR. Uh, yeah, that was snowmobile. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, is a PBR yeah. That's sick. They spend like the months leading up to this race is when it's <clears throat> supposed to be cold. Like, yeah, just dumping water, making laps with a water truck to freeze up and make this like super thick ice that they use for the track. But Mother Nature's been pretty warm the last few months. <laughs> or weeks, I should say. And yeah, just everything has melted except for the goddamn like snowmobile track like the like little ring and of even ice that's starting that was... to look thin it's getting brown at the exit was... of the corners at the exit of two and four it was basically mud by the end of the race uh -huh. and yeah it was a... but it wasn't even the end of the race time. right uh it was it was scheduled to be 250 they shortened it to 130 and they basically like scrapped like most of the prelim and like non-essential classes from the race the race weekend it was, it was a miracle they did any racing at all because the first uh, day, uh, the prelim day on Saturday, like literally five minutes in, like two people like hydroplane to hit a massive bump and just got flung from their snowmobiles and oh. the thing like went fucking tumbling. And that was like, yeah, two like in the first five minutes, like, uh oh, is this just going to be how the rest of the weekend is? Fortunately, those were like the only two big spills. And it was a, uh, the main race was pretty exciting because around lap 30, the leader who was like clearly the fastest sled, like the dominant sled of the race. Hit this massive rut and just went flying out of the thing, went tumbling. His sled went like skidding away, like without a person. He ran up to the thing, got it started again, started from the back, and the that motherfucker worked his way back to the front, like in like maybe fifty laps, and ended up winning the race. Damn, pretty damn what a exciting. beast! Didn't have so, any uh, like yeah. mechanical issues, no driveline failure, or like what happens? Like your skids get no. all fucked up. Most most of these people that fell, like yeah, their their uh, sled would fall over to and like dig in and tumble. This dude, he kind of hit a bump. It just spit him off, and the thing just kind of like went sliding like straight without him, just kind of ghost riding. Like it, it didn't fall over, or tip over at all. It okay. just kind of spit him off. Because I'd have to imagine I mean, he, snowmobiles are a lot heavier than say like a motorcycle or something. So if they if they flip, they're tearing themselves apart. Dude, it's scary, and uh, my it's such like a different industry because my producer a couple times on some of the. Especially some like the like minor tumbles, like I guess I've like zoomed out a little too much. And he's like, no, you can zoom in, like you can zoom in, like as long as the dude's fine, like it makes for a decent replay. But just coming from the dirt side and just mo like car motorsport side, it just goes against all instincts to see a literal body like tumbling across the track, and be like, zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, that that's the whole thing I have with Chili Bowl last year. You're like, no, no, zoom, and he's good, man. He's good. He'll be fine. Yeah. Dude, yeah, there's a couple guys that took, like, a pretty nasty tumble, and they just get out there like, I'm fine. What's it, uh, what's the snow like out in Sioux? Uh, non-existent. It's, it's not much better. Like, they, uh, the race directors for this I-500 race this week have said, like, we're, like, I don't care if it's on ice or mud, like, we're doing this fucking race, we're not canceling, but there's talks of already oh, yeah, means you get possibly, paid. possibly shortening it, which, I mean, I can't blame them. I mean, yeah. you want to do the race, but, and motorsports in itself is dangerous already, but you can't be adding, like, even more dangers on top of them by making negligent decisions by, hey, I know there's no ice or snow left, so let's, so we, we're not done with the race, though, so even though it's all mud and basically just dips and valleys, let's have these guys on 120-mile-an-hour machines go out there and rip it full throttle. Meanwhile, if they f <laughs> they fall, they got 20 other dudes with these 1,000-pound sleds coming up behind them at 120 miles an hour with mud in front of them being sprayed up so they, where they can't Ugh. see. It's like, yeah, that's not a good recipe. Like, so, yeah, I, I have no idea. I'm not the race director. I'm not, like, the race control, so I have no idea what's for sure happening with this upcoming weekend, but it might get shortened at the very least. Dude, I just pulled it up yeah. on, a, on a map. One of the main streets in American Sioux is called Easter Day Avenue. Dude, yeah, it's like, yeah, Benjamin Easter Day Avenue. It's right where the track's on, yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I do have a solution to the safety issue that uh, NASCAR would provide. They would just pave it and just get rid of all the curbs, and so it's just a flat parking lot. And, <laughs> and uh, cut the power in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And then everything will be great. Slow them down. Slow them right. down. <laughs> slow them down, stages, uh, competition cautions, uh, yeah, less horsepower. A debris caution with 10 to go. Pave all grass. Put the twenty-minute clock up. <laughs> All right. Uh, with this that, sucks. Put it on the clock. Yeah, yeah it's, oh it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of refreshing, even though it's not nearly as like big and mainstream as and glamorous to be seen motorsports where you know actual men racing. Like, just real men I, racing, I, lawnmower I, racing down at fucking Patriot <laughs> Speedway in Gaffney, South Carolina. Dude, I. I know it's like kind of old now. I gotta find the clip. I can't put my phone down. Could you look up the clip, DT? Scroll back through Flow's social media to like a week ago or so. There was this event called the Battle at the Barn. It was this indoor go kart. That's thing. the go kart like, thing where that dude cut yeah. the track the and almost chill. killed that okay. guy. Did, did did you talk about it? If you talked about it, I won't no. go into it too much. Uh, yeah. I I didn't because I think it was just all over Twitter that one day because it went around. Even like F1 Twitter got a hold of it and they were having a field oh, day. No. Yeah, of, that uh, that kid that like got dumped and then he tried to get the leader back and like almost took out dude, the corner worker's legs. Yeah, like, he almost killed the that track. guy. Just to cut killed, through the final... I mean, yeah, not really, but... He, fucked up his legs at the very least. Just to send it in the final quarter and take that other dude out? That's crazy. Dude, oh, dude I'm scrolling through... Just, uh, you know, he's like, I don't, I don't know. And the <laughs> guy gets like, I was like, so was totally uncomfortable for her. Oh, dude, it's you. I'm scrolling through... Oh, yeah, uh, uh, dude, just the flow dude, Twitter. What are these? Those, uh, dude, these are like fucking... Cage snowmobile. They're basically like a sprint car snowmobile hybrid. Oh yeah, These the modified are... snowmobiles. Dude. I tweeted about this. Dude, what? They're like midgets. These things are. These things are insane. Yeah, they're like mini sprint cars on ice. I've never like, seen anything thing. like this before. 
I hadn't until last year either. Now they're one of my favorite things. Oh yeah, they yeah, three wide. Now they put this on Twitter. I said, yeah, they finally made it modified, but they're snowmobiles. I don't want to show too much of this, but yeah. that's that's sick. Sons are talking over it. Yeah, that's... I like how that guy's name is Grabowski. It should be right around this time because it was last week in Eagle River when that battle at the barn, oh, dude, like shit, was dudes. going down. Dude, they ripped like a ten oh wide my start. God. Jesus <laughs> Christ, the acceleration on those things. Is this all your camera work from the the top uh, here? Depends on the day. On the final day, I was on the top. The f first two days, I was the infield guy. Yeah, oh, that, that's okay. right when the battle. Oh, here we go. Battle at the barn. I see the. Ew! What the hell? They got little three wheel <laughs> pit bikes and stuff there. Three wheelers. Oh, is this it? No. Oh, that that was a pretty eye. Uh, go back and watch that one that you were just above. Right, yeah, well, that one. Be this is a pretty. Just all visuals well, on this podcast, but. Okay, well we'll describe it. So it's two carts racing, and uh... they're on this tiny oh, little. Oh shit! Never mind. I thought that was gonna show the crash. Oval, and this thing is rubbered the hell up, dude. Dude, it's like oh this like here's a crash do you want to watch a crash yes this is the one that i was thinking it was oh oh, oh that kid is concussed oh well you went ahead first oh. into the wall that last post that i thought was the crash they're saying that that kid that crashed earlier like won that race so i guess he was fine that's kind of Where, crazy. Uh, here it is this is the clip this this was they, for some reason, whoever put this on socials cut off the first half of the clip. They pulled the yeah, NASCAR on Fox. And it's like... In the, re in the replies, seeing, they probably have the full clip. Yeah, you're seeing after the, the first guy got dumped, then he comes back, almost murders a corner worker, and just completely cuts the track to take out this other dude and prevent him from winning. Um, which, yeah, it's kind of a... Embarrassed. I love the audio too. You don't have to play it, but yeah, the announcer was like the whole <laughs> final last lap. He's like, oh. <laughs> he just didn't even know what the fuck was yeah. happening anymore. Yeah, he was just yelling. <laughs> and then the moment he gets there, he's like, that was totally uncalled for. <laughs> just... It was. <laughs> yeah. And then they uh, they awarded the winner. Uh, yeah, the win to the third place guy. And then the Which clip, makes he's sense. like, and so is your, so is your winner. He's the only one. That didn't <laughs> <laughs> uh, do we have any more Animal Planet for this week? Because if not, I think Slap oh. might have. Oh, yes, uh, I forgot. Yeah, in the chaos of this past weekend with the whole uh, mushy grounds and everything, oh. I got my car stuck. Oh no! Oh, Give a picture. Be, uh... Rubble. No, that's the thing. I didn't take any uh -huh. visual aids. I was just focused on getting it out. Because yeah, that's fair. Because once the I was like one of the first people there that morning and they said like the grounds are going to be mushy and I saw that they're mushy and to get to where the trailer was like it was kind of up on a curb and there, the parking situation was weird. You couldn't park on the road so you kind of had to be on the lawn or something. So I was trying to get as close to the trailer as possible. I, to get onto the field like there's this little driveway entrance and then it kind of sloped downward but right next to the road was where it was most uphill. So I was just hugging the road where I thought it was fine, but at one point I just oh, just sunk right in, and that was in the morning. Oh, so I, and then like some of the track people were like, "You stuck?" I'm like, yeah, I think so. And I, I was close enough to the trailer, so I just grabbed all my shit. It's like, all right, I'll worry about this like after the broadcast. Yeah. And yeah, I I was I was far from the only one that got stuck. Like there was even people in like four wheel drive pickups that were like getting stuck in the mud. 
And so, yeah, finally I tried rocking it out a couple times. It didn't work. And like there was track people with tow trucks that were just going around helping people. So I was just kind of waiting on them. One of our crew guys that had a four by four, he's like, oh, I'll get my truck. I'll tow you out. He got stuck. So I'm waiting for this <laughs> oh, dude to show up. No. His truck is stuck. And then I guess like some local private uh, towing company, like just sensing like, holy shit, this is a gold mine. It's just circling <laughs> the lot, like offering people like, hey, you stuck? <laughs> yeah, there'll be $200. Dude, like literally just no bigger sharks than tow truck companies. Yeah. Eventually, one of the track the like, water. Eventually, one of the people, the track crew, like came and helped me. Like my car doesn't have a tow hitch and it doesn't really have anything in the front, like to grab onto. Yeah. So we literally just looped it through like the leaf spring in the rear and kind of just gently pulled it out. It actually worked like a charm. And right. had to pop it down on the curb. Is like kind of scrape the underside a little bit going back down the curb. Is like, yeah, eh, that's better than being stuck. But yeah, as long as it still drives. Just been through worse. And, uh, yeah, that Ford Focus has uh, had a hell of a life in the two years that I've owned that fucking thing. <laughs> just... it's, been, it's been pissed, been pissed on, spit on, <laughs> fucking <laughs> been piled stuck full in of mud. shit, driven everywhere. All the debauchery from Road America was transported on that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were looking at our campsite from Road America the other day, and it's like, like what? I gotta find that tweet again, because I was, I was looking up, uh, I was trying to get pictures, this is when I was trying to get pictures of Slap in a friggin' uh, Swamp Rabbits shirt. So I was looking up, like, old Slap <laughs> tweets from Road America, and I forgot that he publicly put out a picture of our campsite <laughs> oh, from no. the morning it? after Road America. <laughs> and it's demolished. Like, the tent is... Flashbang DT and he like fell over Dude. and like took out the thing. Nah, this this was uh this was when it was when Cody was terribly drunk and we were trying to get the last thing of firewood open and then he hit the broke the leg of the I tent i tripped over i think i tripped over yeah the corner like the where the stake was that everyone had kept tripped on i finally it finally just gave out so in this photo it's Ugh. propped up on cody's little plastic drawer thing but it went even lower than this and because this fell it knocked over the cute little uh shelf full of stuff and it ended up just all over the ground i want y'all to know we got this place like fully cleaned up like we didn't leave a mess but the morning after was no, not a not, not a scrap is left behind. This is so I just want to point zone. out. I just want to point out. I, I know I've been memed and clowned on a zillion times, and rightfully so to an extent. But I just want to point out that entire campsite, all the tents, tables, chairs, like coolers, the fire pit, scooter, and all the occupants was able to be transported to and from that entire that campsite with two trips of a goddamn measly Ford Focus. <laughs> two trips. Okay. Of a Ford Focus, like it, that's a tiny fucking car. Focuses okay. aren't exactly known for being huge and having a lot of storage space. If it wasn't for the uh, the fire pit, I think we would have fit, honestly. Or this, or the scooter. Like, I was, let's be honest, it was mainly the scooter that was <laughs> the, the scooter big thing. It's pretty big too. <laughs> like, like that's one of my toys. I'm not taking that. I'm not gonna not take that to my fucking play, my adult playground that is Road America. It was pretty to cool to uh, Plymouth dirt track and dude, like, yeah, you just got to... fucking left us. He was just zipping on the fucking nah, scooter. But it was I based. I left you to go get drinks. I yeah. refilled the cooler and brought it back to you guys. Remember? Yeah, because we weren't allowed to bring our own drinks into Plymouth. So in between heats, 
We just went to the exit, sat at a little table at the exit. Cody ripped back to the car, got a bunch of drinks, came back to us, like shuttled alcohol to the parking lot. We got to, <laughs> we got to down some drinks. He brought his his coolers back, and then we just went right back into the track. It was great. I do also appreciate how we showed up to Road America super early, and Cody already knew the meta to like go up the hill and find a. Uh, a picnic table. One of those picnic could, tables, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I went around the brush and I was like, it was like up the hill and... over here. There's a picnic table. We got to get it now. Yeah, and then Cody yeah, went back go. to get the second load of stuff and then Slap and I just like dragged this picnic table over and got it set up. And we even like used some extra firewood to wedge it to make it like pretty much table level, somewhat level. Uh, yeah, those that's, things that's are pretty... first come, first serve, and they're very nice to have for the weekend. Dude, when we had the like the the mini like party afterwards we had like like 15 16 dudes on our little site that was money it was perfect i, I would dt i wish you could have come for the the carousel spot i mean it was basically the same it was just slight the, the slightly cooler adding experience of being right there bordering the track just sip your morning coffee and just watch some cars rip through the carousel yeah. dude those miatas are loud as fuck because they go full they throttle are. through there and they just yeah, pull the mufflers wow. off of them and just let them scream. And I go through the turn seven full throttle and smash into each other head on. <laughs> like le legit, those Miatas and the carousel were louder than the cup cars because the cup cars are off throttle that whole way around. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, they're just coasting. They're just coasting in second gear, like for the first half of the carousel, pretty much. Hey, slap! Do you have a mm -hmm. story to tell us? I do. Oh, it is the oh. return of the craziest moments yeah. in history. We're so back. We're so back. <laughs> Hit that fucking button. It's time. Yeah. Fox too, by the way. It's time. Slaps. Crazy ass moments in history. Oh, it's so jover. <laughs> All right, Slop, where, where are we going for the, the grand return All right. of the crazy-ass moment segment? Get your UN blue helmets. We're going into the <laughs> No! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I even got the, uh, the Belgian sticker still on there. So this is, like, authentic. Are we colonizing? Props. I'm sitting here talking about props and visual aids. This motherfucker's got a military helmet ready to go. <laughs> he would. Like, he... He would. I'm not even surprised. I, I, I'm not... <laughs> you took the words right. right out of my mouth. <laughs> Should I get my other prop? Yes. Are we allowed to show it? <laughs> uh -oh. Yeah. Yeah, we can show guns, I'm pretty sure. All right, all right. Well, well might be an scale. we're going into the Congo. <laughs> All right, is that an the FAL? Right there what is slap. that? <laughs> All right. So, 1960, uh, decolonization is all the rage. You know, oh, yeah. uh, India has been decolonized. Canada is going to uh, <laughs> quickly follow. Um, and uh, pretty much all of the assets in uh, Africa, they're owned by Germany, France, Great Britain. They're all getting decolonized. The Kingdom of Belgium had uh, what is now the today I believe is called the Democratic People's Republic of the Congo or 
whatever that was, that was it, the yeah. belt that was the belgian uh, uh uh asset they had down there well, in 1960, they uh, decided to decolonize, but they have absolutely no plan on what to do. They sign a piece of paper, say, yep, you're a free, independent country. See you, bye. And uh, they didn't really think about what to do with like all the uh, the white Belgians who stayed behind, all the factions they had pitted against each other to maintain control there, all the ethnic differences of all the people there. It's they a just big said, fucking country, too. Dude, it take, dude. you look at it on, like, a map of Africa. It's, like, this big fucking chunk right in the middle. And so there's, like... That thing is large. Yeah, dude, that the DRC, is... Look at that. It's... Just, it's I'm, oh, and it's just tons of jungle, too. They got so much jungle down there. I like how they just made it go all... That little strip that goes out to the coast so they could have a port. Yeah, that's important. That is very important. Well, this, is, this is me being like uh, stupid when it comes to geography, but I just think of Africa. I think it's like just a lot of like open desert. I forget that a a top giant half. chunk of the middle of that that giant chunk of yeah the middle of that continent's right at the equator. So it's like yeah, just super rich jungle. Also, isn't Ethiopia the only country that didn't get colonized? Yeah, based. Shout out to Ethiopia. Yeah, they fought the uh, Italians to a standstill right before uh, World War II broke out. But uh, basically, uh, Congo is a tender box just waiting to get lit. And when the Belgians drop out, everything goes immediately to hell. Warlords are fighting over everything. There's just these some of the most horrible atrocities you can imagine. Just people just wiping each other out for no reason other than you were on the wrong side when the Belgians were in charge. We don't like you. We're going to massacre an entire village. And it is just dozens of warlords fighting over this insanely massive area. And so after all that has gone straight to hell, basically the UN tells Belgium like, hey, you need to get your shit together down there. You need to clean up they your mess. Yeah, so they they send in uh, Belgian paratroopers and special forces, and they try to do some peacekeeping down there. The UN goes down there. Really what ended up being the deciding factor was uh, uh, Commando 5, which was a U.S.-backed mercenary group, which was full of some of the weirdest eclectic group of motherfuckers you've ever seen. These are World War II vets, former Waffen SS. These are guys from Rhodesia and South Africa. These are British SAS uh, guys. Just every weirdo eclectic guy who didn't fit in with society and did nothing but fight for a living was part of Commando 5. And the, these guys actually were the basis for uh, George Lucas, um, uh, his uh, Mos Eisley uh, spaceport, the wretched hive of scum and villainy. That This you know, group of guys directly inspired that whole scene where they go Damn. into the bar and it's all these weirdos and aliens and stuff. You know, there's like a praying mantis in the back playing <laughs> jazz or whatever. And uh, th these guys, there was like one dude who has like, an eye patch made out of a Brazilian flag, and he's just out there running around with an FAL, just shooting off into the jungle. There's another guy that has like a parrot mounted on his shoulder. Like, <laughs> there's it's just such a weird group of dudes, and they were led by a guy by the name of uh, Mad Mike Hora, who was a World War II vet who lived to be a hundred years old. I think he died just a couple years ago. That's an insane stat. Yeah, but he fought in World War II and all these other conflicts and stuff. Like, this was just a guy that 
was a warrior. He did nothing but fight. It was like the only place in society he fit in. And uh, Commando 5 end, ended up uh, saving a bunch of people down there and basically uh, making it so uh, Joseph uh, Mobutu, I think is his name, was ended up the guy that you've seen like a million times with the leopard print, like little hat that he had. Yeah, he ended up getting uh, in charge because Commando 5 kind of sided with him. And, uh, yeah, these guys did, like, all the grunt work. They did the heavy fighting. They had a large group of uh, uh, Belgian loyalist uh, Congolese people that were also helping them. So, I mean, these guys went through hell and back to try to, like, do what the UN couldn't do, do what uh, uh, the Belgians couldn't do. And this became, like, a sort of proxy war between the Soviet Union who were just looking to, you know, fuck over the West and all that shit. So now there's all these Soviet cheap weapons like coming in and all that. It was a total clusterfuck, but they made the best of it that they could with what they had. But I just, every since, ever since I've like learned more and more about these guys, they're like such fucking weirdos and just, <laughs> it's just insane that this was like something that actually happened in real life because you see this in like movies like you know john wick has like uh the continental hotel where there's all these dudes who are just assassins and that's just where yeah. they hang out like that actually happened in real life here was a place where just a bunch of assassins and warriors and guys that just killed for a living just all got together and freed a you know, nation yeah <laughs> helped create a nation and shit in that B-roll footage you showed, there was one guy like early on who was, had like horns or like a raccoon hat or something that looked a lot like that that fucking shaman guy who's like in prison now for the yeah. January sixth. I looked, I looked him up. Apparently, there was a a skunk skin hat. Oh, there's our eye patch, dude. Shots the human skulls, just <laughs> chilling, dude. The parrot, there's there's just got a parrot. Was... That's a great parrot too. <laughs> is this uh what is this footage from is this actually from the fucking yeah this is a documentary crew was sent down oh. there with commando five to actually go and see what they got up to so like the gunfights and shit you see like where there's like a it's like really far away and you can see it's like a shaky cam like going down and you know hiding behind stuff like this is all like actual combat Whoa. holy shit Jesus. holy fuck dude go back That's five gnarly. seconds go back <laughs> dude, that was like a scene from an action movie where they're running and the trail bullets cows like, going nuts. right behind him <gasps> for one segment this is actually that. fucked Dude, no, 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 no. This would make a good uh, Call of Duty campaign. Oh, the kind of vibes it's given. All right. Jesus. But uh, America just didn't really want to get involved with this too much. And they they heavily outfitted Commando 5 with pretty much everything they had. The M1 helmets, the Colt 1911 Dude, tons pistols. Tons of FALs. The tons of FALs. I wore that America didn't want to get involved in that. That's well, it was first. a PR nightmare because, you know, they were the ones who pushed hard for decolonization in the wake of World War II and kind of pushed... Yeah, we were the big boys on the block. We're like, look, get rid of all your colonies. We're letting the Philippines go. You know, we're following suit and all that. 
And then uh, Bel- it was mostly Belgium's fault because they just had no plan of what to do. They were just signed the papers, and then you're like, all right. Because they, they didn't have any other colonies. They didn't have any yeah, other, that like... Was, that was their the big moneymaker, too, was, yeah. you know, the, the Congo. It was just it so much uh, arable land over there. Some of the most lush farmland on, on the entire continent. I've got a fun geography fact I know about the Congo. Uh, hmm. The closest capital cities in the entire world are Kinshasa of the Democratic Republic of Congo and Brazzaville, literally on the other side of the river, which is the Republic of Congo's <laughs> capital. Like Detroit and Windsor. They just chill there. Yeah, if they were capitals. Can you, go to, can you go to satellite view really quickly? I want to see the eye of the Sahara again. That thing always... Go out top left, upper left. Like up in the Sahara Desert. Where's the thing? Yeah, right there to the left. Left. No, left. More scroll left. Scroll left. Oh, there it is. Oh, this mm. thing? Look what at, is this? Look at that thing. That's the billion dollar question. What the fuck is that? The like reshot that structure. A geological wonder. A 25 mile question. dome known as the Eye of it's the Sahara. The only thing like it in the entire world. Some people think it's Atlantis, some people don't know. Oh my god. You can see Rusty, from space, I need you to make so a like, video on this. Dude, I've He's watched hundreds of hours about this. This is amazing. Oh so there's a dude, Rusty. the thing that's the, okay, you can't even like go out there and visit. They've the government has actually laid like oh landmines in the in the sand. Like you're risking your life to go out there. It's completely lawless. Like it, it, I, I sounds <laughs> like a job nuts. for Commando 5. So it is really this, weird. We've talked about this before. Like this isn't the first time me and Rusty have talked about this. Oh, dude, they got a bakery. They got Domino's. No, there's no McDonald's out there. No nothing. It's. I was gonna say. Dude. I was gonna say. What's the McDonald's test for for the eye of the Sahara? <laughs> <laughs> Can we see what the closest McDonald's to the eye of the Sahara is? So the thing that's crazy is the size and scale of it. Like, you, like you just can't yeah. appreciate it till you're actually on the ground. But the, so. One of the debates is if that's actual salt from an ocean or if it's a different type of deposit. But I, I feel like if you look into it, people think a giant tidal wave uh, kind of came across the northern side of Africa, came across, swept down. You can see the erosion going down towards the coast. So all, all this water erosion, they believe, is from like a massive flooding event. That. Yeah, so that's the theory. Some people say it's wind. Some people say it's uh, water, but uh, nobody that truly looks knows. like water. But, uh, but yeah, all the water used water. to be like underwater at one point. Like that yeah, was yeah, ocean. So- yeah, so there used to be That's... massive rivers that flowed east to west through the northern part of Africa. Now, yeah, they're gone. And if that's an impact crater, like, that's the weird thing. The one in the Yucatan that supposedly, like, made the dinosaurs go extinct, that crater is, like, tiny in comparison to that thing. And that thing, and the one in the Yucatan apparently, like, destroyed all of life for, like, hundreds of millions of years. So, like, if the little one in the Yucatan did that, like, what, what, what the fuck is that structure? That's like 30 miles wide, just in the middle of the desert. It's super. It's, I've, I've known about this thing for like 10 years, and yeah, it's really interesting. And there's still not many answers about it. That's the weird thing. Well, yeah, they think it could even be a volcano, which is, imagine like a 30-mile vo- volcano. <laughs> like, Dude. <laughs> Krakatoa 2.0. Just what, what if it was like a Earth. crack in the Earth's crust, and like a bunch of lava pulled up and like solidified weird, and it would just kind of well, like dude. ripple out and then get closer in? That's no, but it's what, like, like a the spiral. Question. Yeah, do you guys know about like the Devil's Tower in Wyoming? 
no there's like nothing else yeah. like this in the world like how was this like either from like I don't, nobody knows nobody knows how this thing was formed but it's like yeah, it look at the picture up. of the devil's tower i'm pretty sure i drove by that while i was in wyoming that one that one i'm pretty sure it's well established as like some sort of volcanic thing that like it it was we need a fact show nobody knows nobody about. knows what this is this has been thousands of years nobody knows what this is well, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tree trunk. It's a tree, bro. Oh my <laughs> god! Yeah, I, Rusty, I that that's, one down. It's like American Rusty. war, dude. That, why do you think they, they based Elden Ring off of? I believe this has been long established <laughs> that this is an old an old volcanic structure that was underground, and then all the like earth around it like eroded over time. Uh, but that didn't because it's way stronger. I that thought makes this. Sense. I, I, well, I literally so, learned this in elementary school like twenty five years ago about this thing. <laughs> Rusty does have trouble with elementary school knowledge. I'm just, yeah, I've does. stated like three different theories on this thing. I've never said which one I believe. I just think it's fascinating because it's like this flat area. And then That's out cool. of nowhere, it's thrusted up on top of this hill. There's nothing else like it in the area. It's insane. Cool. Wyoming's full of shit like Thrust that. There'd be like a whole bunch of nothing. And then like this... Oh massive rock structure that's not like anything else around it and you drive for another hour and then there's another thing that's completely mm. different that's completely unlike anything else in the area wyoming is where oh, yellowstone's at right yes big, yep. big wyoming the, fans this is the second time we've talked springs. about springs don't fall don't fall <laughs> to the hot the, springs. Yeah, the sulfur springs Dude, oh god! Yeah, you hear about that story? That one dude that like tripped in the springs one time just melted away just because like no one could bend him down to save him without like them getting killed too. So it's like, all right, sorry, you shouldn't have wandered <laughs> off the path. It's like the dudes that get selfies at the edge of cliffs and then fall off. <laughs> Those dudes that do like parkour on like the side of a si skyscraper. Time me with a race car one day. I'm gonna try to take one of my work selfies in the last picture of me. It's just gonna be like a tumbling race car like right behind me. Does that? <laughs> Might be like me at, me at Sycamore in the stands looking at the midget flying right towards me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna open some emails, I think. Send in your fucking mail. Wash your fucking hands, slap. Send in your fucking mail. Send them in, guys. Send them in, guys. Wash your fucking hands, slap. I don't give a fuck, man. You better send in those emails at this point. Welcome to fan mail. Fan mail. Fan mail. Fan, 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 fan mail. Fan mail. Boom. Yeah, yeah, show my screen. Dude, I gotta put deodorant on. <laughs> Don't out Cody for putting deodorant on before the show. Hey, uh, yeah, if you put deodorant on, send us an email. presents at gmail.com. We'll take questions, comments, concerns, anything interesting. Um, and maybe we'll read on the show. So the first email comes in from Tussle Snow 24 which is uh, a commenter I've seen before, I think, on my own stuff. Uh, and they say, hi, this is my first email. I caught up on this dead podcast in six oh, no. days. Jesus, God in heaven help you. <laughs> I don't know if that's even possible. You have lost just... significant IQ points. I'm sorry. That is tough. <laughs> just trying to do the Six math. Six-day marathon of shrimp hours? That's not good. That's not good. 80, 80 episodes times like an hour and a half. Like, can that even fit into six days? Like, hour-wise? <laughs> 80 episodes. I'm going to say we have like a 1.3 hour average. That would be 104 hours or 4.3 oh, days yeah, six, of continuous six days. listening. Yeah, six days There's is a... 144 hours, by the way. 
So he so just you didn't have sleep. To listen to us basically every hour like, you're yeah we would have, you would have to get like six hours of sleep wake up do nothing but shrimp hours and then go back to bed. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do it <laughs> that's a dedicated fan right there seek help uh anyway the email says i've had the same xbox 360 random generated username for almost 10 years That'd that makes sense tussle snow 24 uh, so I'm wondering what your first usernames were, and if they were cringe or quirky. Uh, also, oh I would enjoy if you did more gaming episodes. Uh, examples like GTA or Slapdick, mm -hmm. if you're running out of shrimps. Uh, long email over, that was like three sentences. Have a good one. That was a good that, one. That, yeah, it's yeah, a short email <laughs> by our standards. It's a good question. What, what was your first, like, you're a small child, you're logging onto the internet, and you have to make a username for your first game. What is it? Hey, uh, 2000, 2002, I've always been Shoes. Do you want to tell them the history of it? Have I told the history of it? It's I think you might have. Theft. You can tell. <laughs> like 2002, 2003, uh, G4 Tech TV is still a thing, and there was a game show on it called Arena, and there'd be like two teams of like five dudes, and they had to play through a gauntlet of different games, and they got like there's some point system where we had more points, you know, was uh, the winner. And uh, there was a guy who was like on some team that got like really far and like was on it, you know, week after week. And his name was Slapshoes and he spelled it straight up, no numbers or anything. But uh, I thought Leet Speak was cool because I was 12. And so uh, and it was became, 2002. <laughs> yeah. And it became S1APSH0ES. Slaps Hose. And it's Slaps Hose. Day. I uh, I think I I had a few like just random. I used to just always just go like Davin, and then I have to put a number after it. And I like Jimmy Johnson when I was a kid, so I'd throw a little forty-eight up in there. Um, but I also I I just ran variations of of that or Divinium was when I ran a bunch. It was because uh. I remember in like like middle school or something, you'd have the periodic table of the elements at the end of your textbook, and they were still discovering new like goofy ones in like the hundred and some range. And the hundred and seventeen mm. box was just empty. Everything else at least had some like name or like something they'd throw in there, but it was just like hundred seventeenth element, nothing there. So it's like okay, divinium, that's my element, <laughs> and that's still my username on a bunch of things. Um, mm -hmm. pre drive through. Yeah, yeah, on GTA, my uh, Rockstar social account. Yeah, those new elements that they create in like a hyper collider that lasts for like all of like five nanoseconds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's still called Uninceptium, which is literally just 117. Like it's just oh, yeah. the, the atomic number. Unless they came up with a cool name for it. My original username was... A little bit cringe. It was. I think I made it when I was twelve, was which would have been like fucking two thousand four. Yeah, yeah. It has a name now. It was. What's that? It's called Tennessee. Was it made in Tennessee? No, but it was named. It was. It was <laughs> named in twenty sixteen after Tennessee. Tennessee. It's Caleb. Hmm. Yeah, it's one of those things that like barely existed, but did. Like California. My original one was. Yeah. My original one was Sabbath Bass Dude. If you, I'm pretty sure if you still go to youtube.com slash 
I've tried to change the URL. I've tried to change the URL so many fucking times, and it keeps just changing it back. It's Sabbath Base Dude 14, by the way. The original Sabbath Base Dude, like, got deactivated or deleted or something. Then I need to make a new one at 14. Dude! Oh, I wish I could show you. Oh, I can. This is YouTube.com slash Sabbath Base Dude 14. Just takes you to Cody's channel. Cody H Gaming or Cody Hicken, I think that works too, but it's like yep. it, it always defaults back to the like original <laughs> URL. Yeah, YouTube does this thing where like you can change your the URL that your channel is, and it's different now with the handles and whatever. But if someone still just clicks on like your channel logo from a video or whatever, it'll still show your OG <laughs> URL in the bar. When you made your account 17 years ago, like <laughs> Love me some Sabbath bass, dude. 14. I liked Black Sabbath. I liked bass, and certainly was not a dude, but I maybe thought I was. <laughs> Rusty, you want to talk about yours? Dude. Not really. No? I'm okay. so old. I was alive when, like, AOL Instant Messenger was invented. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even remember, like, the original name, but, like... It bring. I think I was in high school or something. It's like just imagine just using an instant messenger to like socialize. It is so cringe to even just bring myself back to that setting. But um, it was. I think it was like slap percent. It was like a variation with like leet speak in it, just numbers for letters. It was so cringe. Yeah. Once I got into like the gaming side, it, my names were based off like a uh, a rapper named Royce to five nine. So I kind of flipped it into other variations, which five uh, nine. Yeah, the five nine. I think I might have shared that one in a previous show, but yeah. So it's something related to to five nine mostly, and still still the number you run with. Big fifty nine fan. I uh, I I grew up in such a weird fucking window. My first social media was Google Buzz, which is one of those billions of Google things that Google died. Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. OG. Uh, a random question I OGs, got. remember. <laughs> Here's a random question I got. I'm sending in a fan mail. I'm a okay. fan of this show. Cody Hicken says. We know I'm 28. We know I'm 28. We know DT's 77. Rusty's 59. What's Slap's preferred, like, racing 78. driving number? I think we've answered. Has it been answered before? It's 78. Yeah. I know this because I... Sounds I, like what your granddad used to race at Greenville Pickett or something, right? Well, or he something he raced else. 77. My uncle raced 88, so I was going to be 78. Oh, okay. I remember I made a paint scheme for, I think, an Ed Soundhead NASCAR heat video <laughs> yeah. of a slap shoes car <laughs> based on his uncle's Greenville Pickens car with the number 78 on it. I want to uh, find, I want find that video. I want to find the NASCAR heat. Like many, I don't know if it ever got made. <laughs> slap shoes custom car video. Because I... I made that one. I made a what if car. I made a soundhead car for his Heat Five thing. I made a few of them, and I think he made. I think Ed made like two videos in the, like a Heat Five season or, I miss Ed. or something. I wish he wasn't dead. Yeah, it is a shame he's deceased. Um, yeah, remember, he's deceased just like his Super Bowl hopes. If anyone asks, oh, Ed's dead. Damn it. Uh, all right. Next email comes in from Ruby. Ruby writes, hello, hey, once again, Shrimps, big fan, uh, my fan mail for today. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Sorry. <laughs> My fan also today is, what is everyone's earliest NASCAR memory since watching the sport? Oddly enough, mine was a Dale Senior tribute video set to "Take Me Higher," <laughs> no. or it was one of the multitude no, of crash I... compilations Can set to early two thousands butt rock on YouTube in two thousand five. I can't remember specifically being only around four <laughs> at the time. I have vague memories of Dale dying just because of how like traumatic that was at the time, like just for everyone, like even in the mainstream, but. My first vivid memory was that slow-mo shot of Elliot Sadler floating on the fucking backstretch of Talladega, like, from the turn three cam. Yeah. That, that's mine. I, I, I can, like, definitively tell you my first F1 memory. I guess, like, NASCAR-wise, I vaguely remember uh, Jimmy losing championships at homestead back in the yeah, day yeah we didn't pin. <laughs> i think it was stayed out yeah 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 <laughs> i think it was uh oh five when he got wrecked got and ended up yep. finishing fifth i i think i like i i don't know if i saw oh four or not but i definitely remember the oh five finale when he he was ended up fifth in the championship and i was like damn don't make me feel old because it's like your earliest memory i was in fucking high school at that point I was six. Well, kid. <laughs> My earliest F1 memory, though, was uh, the Monaco race with uh, I think it was Fisichella and Truly. I think I've talked about this before. I think it was like 2004 Monaco when they just were locked together the whole race and couldn't pass. Because <laughs> it's F1. What the hell's Cody doing, by the way? He said he had to use the bathroom. So, what was so he doing? This is, this is textbook Cody. Like every time we're trying to start up the show, it's like, oh, I, I, I got, yeah, I got to go take a shower. Oh, dude, it's I, his I fan. Got... Dude, he's got his fan. <laughs> oh, That's the other two cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> his finger. I got to go do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, what's your earliest NASCAR memory? Did I not literally answer that? Did you not? <laughs> it was, was, was the my Elliot Sadler. Sadler. Oh, it yeah. was the Elliot Sadler flip. Oh, I'm stupid. <laughs> you just don't fucking pay attention, DT. My bad. I was just making sure my internet didn't shit out and like I didn't even realize it. Okay, I'm 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 glad. Yeah, get fucked, DT. My bad. All right. Uh, next email <laughs> comes in from Luke, the one who always gets mad when I don't put out the podcast on Wednesdays. Uh, Luke writes in, uh, Slap, the only thing stopping you from getting the rider truck is the fact that you're bringing back Slap's craziest moments in history. Thanks, yeah, Luke. Is the only thing keeping me from... <laughs> That's going to be a future. That's going to be a future Slap's crazy moments in history. Hey, hey I'm over here the at the rider truck the rental I... dealership. <laughs> Y'all about to see some shit you ain't never seen before. <laughs> uh, all right, well, you the... may have seen before once. The next email comes in from Jace. It says, hello, Shrips. I have an Animal Planet story and a question for y'all. Uh, so a few months ago, I was riding home from work with my dad, and all was normal until we're about to turn off the main highway. We noticed a car about 100 feet away from the exit in a driveway. Uh, and I'm guessing what happened was this joker wasn't from around here, and he proceeds to turn around in this person's driveway drive backwards down a four-lane highway <laughs> and drive up the same exit we're fixing to turn onto. 
This guy's southern. And speeds off driveway like the cops right are after freeway him. Exit. Uh, That's what I want to know. Who is a that, driveway right next to a freeway exit? <laughs> there's some weird American shit like that. Nearly hit a couple cars in the process and somehow didn't cause a wreck. Uh, all while he could have just driven a quarter mile more down the road to the north, to the next exit and continued on his route. Um, What's his name? Bub Rub. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, what state out of all the states you've been to have the worst drivers? My personal pick would have to be my home state of North Carolina, as you're either a really good driver or a really bad driver. There's no in between, and the bad seems to outnumber the good nine times out of ten. From Jace. I gotta say, the, the driver IQ of the people of Idaho's might be down in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> like, as soon, as soon as you cross the state line from, like, Utah into Idaho, it's like everybody just has taken their brain into a blender and just <laughs> forgotten how to drive. Like, I watched a, some dude in a Tesla just, like, he was just, like, constantly like, going between lanes, like, not really paying attention to what he's doing. And then he just, like, fucking bodied somebody. Just didn't even <laughs> check his mirror, didn't look over his shoulder, just decided, I'm going to switch lanes now, and then bopped somebody. Trouble. I've got a four-way tie, I think, between uh, Minnesota, Illinois, Michigan, and probably Oklahoma. Oklahoma, I understand. My experience from the Chili Bowl, like, I just remember just zillions of terrible drivers on my, like, short drive to and from the hotel the six days I was down there. And that's the only time I've really been in Oklahoma. And that was two years ago now. I will say this about our email guy. Like, he said he was from North Carolina. It happens a lot in South Carolina, too. I see this on the road all the time as a UPS driver. But if people miss their turnoff or they realize they have to turn around and go back, they will panic. And instead of looking for a parking lot or something or a cul-de-sac they can turn around in, they just panic. They go schizo brain and then like, oh, I block traffic and turn right now. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like you're not in a fucking hurry. You've been driving five miles an hour under the speed limit the whole fucking time. And you miss your turnoff. Just Try to find some place to turn around at. Not that big a deal, but they're just like, nope, got to turn around now. Fucking block traffic, just do all this shit. They'll be doing like a five-point turn, trying to get turned back around and go back the way they, they were. I'm like, dude, there's a cul-de-sac right there, 20 feet down the road. And then they, it just, uh, it might be a Southern thing, might be just people who live in the suburbs or some shit. I don't know, but they freak out and they don't think they're just, they panic and they're like, gotta turn around, gotta do it now. Yeah, I've been watching a lot more, uh, not a lot more, but I've always been watching a lot of dash cam compilations. I'm a huge fan. Especially just like the weekly releases where it's it's not like insane, like people flipping and dying. It's just like dudes being dumb on the streets. And the, the amount of dudes, people that'll just miss an exit and just like, try and like skip across the little the little bit of road before it ends or or like stop i've seen videos of people just stop and like back up on the shoulder to try and make an exit the amount of things people will do instead of just driving an extra five minutes up to the road to the next exit is insane these people yeah, just sure, get like i'm sure you've seen the clip in. i'm sure you've seen the clip yeah what you just described where someone like missed their exit they're trying to reverse and some semi truck comes in, like swerves and like tips over and causes like this massive like fiery pileup. Meanwhile, the guy the... who caused the entire thing is unscathed, and he continues yep. back up and just drives away. Yep. He he tries so to like cut across a bunch of lanes about. to make yeah. an exit, causes a massive pileup, and then is like oh, and just drives away. No, he's not. And 
he wasn't even on the shoulder. He was like in like the middle lane or something, trying to like right. fucking reverse, like to get back to the exit. God. I, uh, These are the people we share the road with, ladies and gentlemen. There needs to be a checklist. Would you like first get your license of like if you miss an exit, go to the next one, turn your goddamn lights on at night, and don't sit in the left lane. That's it. Roads would be Dude, way there, better. I, I was driving that. back home tonight, and there was a guy who had his running lights on but no headlights. And he's Dude, got everybody. Like, he's more just more like going it. down the the fucking uh, road. I'm like, bro, at no point did you ever think to yourself, damn, it's fucking dark out here. I can't see shit. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm seeing this more and more every year, I feel like. People like, I, who just like. I understand you if you're see? in like a. I, can, I understand if you're in a really well lit gas station or something, and then you pull out into the main road and then you drive for a little bit and you're like, oh and shit, like, I don't oh, have a light. Oh, it's dark. On. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean, I've done that before. And you're like, oh, shit, it was like really well lit. I didn't realize my headlights weren't on. Now it's not yeah. so well lit. Let me turn them on. Like, I, I was at a, a, a Smash Brothers tournament I was officiating, and I had a guy who was like... <laughs> Might be the nerdiest on. sentence you've ever said. <laughs> the, 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 we're not, we're not going to gloss over that. We need to talk Smash about Brothers that. He's got like a three-hour video about it. Yeah, yeah it was actually a good Tournament video. organizing. But I, I had a guy who was with me, and he was helping me run the whole thing. And like we like go our separate ways, we get paid, and he's like going the same way I am, and I just see him like in the back, and I'm like, bro, doesn't have his lights on. I'm like, bro, turn like I'm trying to like text him or something. By the time I can finally like find him in contacts while I'm driving, like turn your fucking lights on. I see red, white, blue lights behind him. Cop found him. Oh, just, oh yep. And he drove like literally two miles without putting his lights on. And I'm just, like, he calls me about it later. Like, dude, I got a ticket. I didn't have my lights on. And I was like, bro, <laughs> when you pulled out, did you not think like it's fucking dark out here, man? I can't see shit. Yeah. Like, did like I I just don't know how you drive that far and don't realize what's happening. And dude, even even if I like blink at them sometimes like i feel bad if i just keep blinking at someone with their lights off because usually yeah. they figure it out but sometimes they just i don't know i don't know where people's brains are when they're driving it's not quite as bad as the guys that just straight up have their lights off but yeah i see it all the time on the highway where people on the freeway they just have their blinker on for like 20 miles and just don't fucking realize it <laughs> i don't see much of that. Just, that's crazy they're either just blasting music or they're just lost in their own world they can't hear the click 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 like indicating their blinkers on like every two like second and a half and yeah they're just going miles and miles I, Finally, I, I hate the people who like and it's a heavy rain or something and they don't put their lights on yeah like i told i told you all when i was going down to south alabama speedway last year i just had like as soon as i get into georgia there's like this massive like deluge of rain and there's this fucking f-250 and a lift kit and these massive mud tires behind me no fucking lights on right up my ass like and i'm like he would like sort of like go back and then come back up forward it just like emerging from the mist with no lights on his big fucking red pickup truck i'm like dude like please don't run into the fucking back of me when people start riding my ass like that and they won't pass i'll literally slow down to like half the fucking speed limit and literally like like hey go the fuck around like i just don't <laughs> want to have my ass ridden like you're obviously in a bigger rush than i am i'm giving you clearance to go around me go ahead and fucking do it instead of sniffing my butthole like, it's not that hard. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got to roll through some more emails because we still have uh, seven. Oh, my uh, God. We got to <laughs> condense some, I think. We, oh, we my God. Speed run. Speed run. Yeah, I'll speed run. All right. Matt writes in, uh, hey, shrimps, haven't sent one in since episode, like, 56, I think. 
Uh, just commenting on last week's setup, that was for sure unique. Not a bad idea for when no dudes show up. Uh, anyways, big fan. I'm one of the five still watching from Matt. <laughs> yeah, hell <laughs> Thanks, yeah, Matt. thank you. Oh, gee. Thanks for writing in. Uh, Harley wrote a big email about, uh, unfortunately couldn't go to the Rolex 24. Uh, wishing the best for your grandfather. Uh, glad to hear he's doing better. Uh, Kyle wrote in, uh, absolutely nothing happened this week. I have nothing to say and sent a picture of a paint scheme. Uh, so <laughs> here's, here's a NASCAR Heat yeah! 5 paint scheme with that yeah! off-axis Miami thing, which is, I think, probably the only good-looking sponsor in that video game. No, all right like uh, is that what it was supposed to be they all look good the next one comes in from carl who says uh hi shrimps i got a chance to carl. catch a little of the monte carlo rally this weekend from what i understood it was like race but rally <laughs> it's a dig at ea nascar needs more of whatever that hillside was on night one of the rally screw stage yeah. cautions we need fans setting off tons of fireworks yeah. in the stands did you did you see that, Cody? It it was Wait, all fans around. are setting up fireworks from the stands in the Rolex. No, he's saying oh, uh, no, the Monte Carlo rally. The, yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I Hold you on, said let me Rolex. find the clips. There is it was it went nuts on Twitter because I don't know how this worked. There was one valley in the Monte Carlo rally that was just filled with dudes, and it was a night rally, and they were just setting off flares and fireworks out the anus and i i don't i still don't really know the meta but this is one of the coolest Jesus. things and there's just rally cars racing through the middle of it that's sick As dude, the, this, so cool. dude it looks Go like on. it's on fire this whole valley's like burning up uh, I gotta find a. Oh, I was scrolling through my likes to find it. Yeah, I was gonna say, good thing yeah. this isn't Slap Shoes likes. This is oh, no. racing. Oh, Cupid! Oh, no. <laughs> that was the, that was the clip of. Uh, oh, I, I'm Taylor lost Swift. in the sauce. That was, that was the clip of. Uh, Swifty. DT Swifty confirmed. That was Fly Guy watching Cupid, and the Swift things were about uh, how Taylor Swift is taking down AI, which is based. It is. I know it's not. I know it's not racing related. There was a video like from a few years ago. I think uh, some like European country banned fireworks like specifically during COVID, and they were like being really strict about like, hey, no fireworks. And literally at midnight, like someone was filming from the rooftop. The entire fucking city is just lighting yeah, up. Chicago, just, Chicago yeah. banned uh, uh, fireworks like during COVID and all that shit. And they're like, yeah, there shouldn't be any fireworks uh, going on, guys. And then like the news copter just sees tons of fucking fireworks oh, yeah. all over the place. <laughs> Uh, Carl's Copper question. Bullets left and right. Carl's question in an email is: What is your favorite firework-related moment of your life? When I realized I could buy a thousand firecrackers for ten bucks. <laughs> Damn. Mine is when they come in this massive long string, and I would like unravel them so you get individual firecrackers. Oh, and, uh, I think you've told this story before. Yeah, and I had like I this. Think. I had like this big popcorn tin that I would keep them in and the dude would be filled up to the fucking brim. And like, I would just go in the backyard every once in a while, like light them up one at a time or whatever. But when I got bored, I would just be like, all right, I'm done with all these light one of them up, throw in the tin and just fucking annihilate the whole tin full this of is, uh, firecrackers. This is the equivalent of slap hitting the soundboard button whenever he's bored for five minutes, except he's just <laughs> tossing firecrackers outside. <laughs> hey, it started early, man. 
I, my favorite uh, firework moment also involves slab shoes. It was when the Tannerite went off at Rotom. <laughs> 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 so just long after the fireworks are done, like an hour later, there's a huge explosion on and like literally slab. five seconds later, Slab was out like a light. His head just peeking up out of the tent, just like looking around like a goddamn like prairie dog, just like looking around. He stayed up Looks. for another like 40 minutes too. He was just up and awake and chatting with us. <laughs> Like, uh, like loud sudden noises are my hyper fixation and I need help. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, the next email comes in from our good friend from down under Andrew R. Uh, who says, good evening, all y'all. Uh, Kyle Larson made some comments this week about the salaries of cup drivers not being as much as they used to be. Um, he's, he says he's, he's guessing that the average... Uh, salary for cup drivers about four and a half million now, um, which is down. Uh, apparently, Junior used to make twenty two mil, oh. uh, and in Jimmy's like seven time season, he made nineteen point seven mil. Apparently, the uh, highest paid driver last year was Kyle Busch at a solid sixteen point nine. What? There's no way. Damn. I thought. I thought the whole. Drama with with Gibbs was like he wanted more than like five million a year, dude. That that would be nuts. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is listen. This is not fact check content. This is from Andrew R. from Down Under. Okay. This is Australian stats here. Yeah, uh, it's no secret that there's not nearly as much money in the sport as there used to be. So he does say that if you exclude Max Verstappen at seventy million dollars and Lewis Hamilton at fifty five million dollars, the average in F one is only three point seven. Uh, he says there's probably a lot more, a lot wider money in NASCAR than F1, which is really weird to think about. Those poor souls only getting four million dollars a year. God damn. Well, you got, says, you got to think a lot of those F1. How drivers, are they going to survive? A drivers that you know their parents' name is blue on Wikipedia, so they got <laughs> that's that's where the they're paying to have that job, not the <laughs> their other way around. Its name is blue on Wikipedia. That's great. <laughs> He, he says, "Is Kyle Larson right to uh, to talk about dr Cup drivers not making as much, or can they just not be paid as much anymore?" Which I, I say, both. the sport has shrunk. So those yeah. people watching, so there's money coming through it. I mean, some of my coworkers are talking about this recently. It's like just NASCAR. You like see all this like VIP shit and like the like what Steve Phelps and just all these higher ups are up to and just. The massive production shit they have, like twenty fucking semi trailers. But then, yeah, they're just struggling to get like income on a basic level. Like, hey, we're gonna rent out like the stadium, but we're not gonna fucking sell tickets for you to come watch the heat races and shit. Like, it almost seems like NASCAR is just like, at least for like the higher ups and executives, like a big like glam show, where it's just like a status symbol for them. Rusty loves where it's based. It's it's being well, funded. It's being being funded by the ever slowly decreasing like sponsorship and TV money. But what what, what are they gonna? Do? How are they gonna have like all this fancy glamorous shit? Like when, like not even Peacock's wanting to fucking like stream your races anymore. They never when make budget get... cuts from the top anywhere ever. Yeah, it's always from the bottom. Well, exactly, exactly my point. Ex well, these people. Like, as long as Steve Phelps has a fancy car and a mansion and, like, everything looks fancy on the surface, like, oh, well, I have no concerns. Meanwhile, just plummeting ratings, plummeting revenue, struggling to get enough cars for a race, just struggling just to build the seats. That's good old-fashioned capitalism right there. 
Listen, yeah, I mean, we can, oh, no, listen. I'm not saying anything new here. This. The guillotine just needs a little chippity choppity. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, on to the next email before we commit another rider truck. Uh, Nick Man writes in, uh, it seems the new Ellie Productions videos caused quite a stir in the NASCAR community about what the worst NASCAR Ellie. season ever is. I didn't watch that video, but sure. Um, of the seasons I've seen get mentioned, 2015, 2018, the 550 seasons, and 2008 were the most common. I also saw Brockbeard mention 2013, so I'm including that as well. With that said, I'm interested in hearing what y'all believe to be the worst NASCAR season ever. 2023. 2023 was all right. Nah. All right. Undeserving champion Mickey Mouse, pussy, neutered, not horsepower cars. We had that in 2022. Dead, dead sport. Dead sport. All right. Yeah, uh, and, and 20. Who the fuck remembers that Joey Logano won the championship aside from Joey Logano fans? Exactly. Yeah, it was even numbered year Joey Logano, man. It's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming up. All right. Last email uh, comes in from Mark. Mark says, hey, shrimps, I worst, bought a set of courses this season weekend. Season eight, by the way. Okay. And I've been playing it nonstop. I've been trying to find a good sim game for PlayStation, and a set is what I landed on. Uh, there weren't many options, to be honest, but I'm really enjoying it so far. I had to make a very janky fix to my sim wheel, though, as the plastic ring that held the bearing in place fucking exploded a while ago. And so I just filled the gaps with wads of tape. This isn't an official fix, however, I'm going to try and 3D print a new ring for it, but designing and printing takes a good amount of time. The tape is actually working very well for now. I'm surprised because this took like five minutes. So, he sent in some pictures, and I don't know how you did this. I, Because I, this is this is a T300, right? Or, oh, it's Jesus a 150. fucking Christ. I guess it's a 150. Dude, he exploded that thing. How did how did that get That's... exploded? Did you dip that in liquid nitrogen and throw it against a wall? Did I hit it with a fucking <laughs> hammer? Is that not a 300? That might be a 150. Because I have the 300, and, and that's the thing where you screw it in, but mine is way beefier, so... Yeah, I guess you blew it up. I don't know how you did that, but Jesus Christ. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, that we thing are, is... We are down tremendous. I can't tell if that's a 150. Oh, it is a 150. Okay, it's well. Old fashioned duct tape can't fix. Don't fucking do that. Good luck with your 3D printing adventures, but yeah, I don't. I'm impressed, to say the least. Um, it says also, I'd like to know if Slap has ever heard of the USS Wisconsin and the Temper Temper incident, which I think we've had requested before. Slap, yeah. are you going to take any of the requests for the crazy no. ass moments? I'll I'll look into it. Let me see what we got. No, because that leave them wanting. Okay. <laughs> we have a list going now in the Discord. Um, that we, like, Jeez, we keep adding Wisconsin. to. But I guess I guess you know the segment is back from the dead. Uh, but unfortunately, this podcast is going to die after this episode. So thanks for watching the last like, one ever. Do we have a title? There's like twenty emails. We do have a title. Uh, this will be called <laughs> Shrimp Powers 81 Full Caffeine Schizo Brain. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, bye for now. Bye forever. See y'all. Nude, nude. Bye forever. It's